Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about having respectful conversations in the family unit. <sighs> yeah, this is a big one. Yeah. It's family Thanksgiving. Day is Thanksgiving. The late November. You got some crappy football on the television. Yep. Somebody makes a racist comment. <laughs> what do you do? How Go. do you handle it? Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you how I handled it. <laughs> Notice the past tense as in this has happened. This is a very real story. Uh for sake of anonymity, I won't name names, but I was at family Thanksgiving. It was actually Thanksgiving. We were watching the late game, the night game. And um, I don't remember exactly how it came up, but someone in the room (laughs) said, well, they should be grateful that we brought them over here to make all this money playing football. And um, it was a like it was one of my elders in the family unit, and you know, patriarchy exists even with within the males in the family. Yeah, <clears throat> and so it was one of those moments where I was like, "Is this worth it?" To have the conversation, because there was also yeah, so there was also our dad in the room, mm-hmm. which. I knew he would have some kind of way to play that off because it made me real angry in the moment. I was real hot. Unfortunately, I didn't say anything. Uh, I chose not to have a respectful conversation because I just didn't know how to do it respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's number one is like, hey, if you can't have a respectful conversation, mm. don't. Yeah. I, I think I think that's the key. Um let me tell you how I went about this. Clayton had this very similar thing happen. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, started, it started very different. Um, but I asked, it was Father's Day, and I asked a question about the people in the room, majority men, um, what their thoughts were on paternity leave. Um, paternity, paternity, the not yeah, yeah. The father after the baby's born, the father gets some time off work too, some paid time off. <sighs> I was very impressed because I I set it up as a I want to hear people's thoughts. I want to understand your thinking. All the things that we've been talking about. Help me to understand your position on paternity leave. We had a very nice conversation of which I did vehemently disagree with most of it. Clayton learned very quickly he was on an island all by himself. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I realized very quickly that it, I vehemently disagreed. Um, and it was very strange because it was almost like they wanted to agree with me at first. And then 
it very quickly became a, because I posted it as a question and I was like, do you think that this would be a good idea? Do you think this could be a good thing? And everyone in the room said yes. And I was like, okay, interesting. I kept asking questions and kept like wanting to understand more. Like, okay, so why do you think it's good? What do you think that this is good for? Well, it's going to strengthen the American family. Bingo. Love it. That's the answer I wanted to hear. And then somebody asked, but how do you pay for it? It's always about the money, bro. It's always about the, how do you pay for it? I mean, I guess taxes. Like, <laughs> like. That's <laughs> like everybody's answer to everything. This I is mean, this phantom taxes. Like, that's yeah, the like, answer. Like, we just got to find we, it in taxes. Well, we raise taxes, give up money on other places, yeah. you know, that we don't need money. We're, that's, this isn't a, a po- political podcast, but, like, we don't need the money that we have in some places. Yeah. Um. So... There, there is a way to do that. And that was the argument that I gave, or the, wasn't an argument. It was more of a, you asked, how do you do it? Well, this is one option. And then, I don't know, the conversation continued with that. I knew what they were going to say. Very conservative financial standpoint. Um, and so what you realized is that paternity leave was no longer an option. Yeah. Uh, because, because money trumps all. Because money trumped it. <clears throat> so, I I realized we were at a point in the conversation where we w- could no longer proceed. Um, and so I said, thank you for having this conversation. I feel like I learned a lot, and I wanted to understand your thinking, and you helped me do that, and we did it well and respectfully, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I was in the other room during that conversation. And yeah. At points, I was like, this conversation has the potential to be very lit, very fast. <laughs> <laughs> it did. But I approached it to understand. Yeah. Um, and I treated the people in the room with seniority um, like they had seniority. Yeah. Because that's what they expected from me in the conversation. So to not upset the balance of the conversation, let me approach it as I'm trying to learn. Yeah. And then (laughs) the conversation derailed to a different place that did not go over very well. Um, I don't remember this part. Oh, because I made a comment. I think it is great that we could have this conversation. I think that this is the problem with the white American evangelical church. <laughs> That's so funny because I know the context of the people that were in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad idea, bro. Uh, <laughs> and we eventually got to the, like the Greg Locke thing and like Democrats being demons, <laughs> like all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, hilarious um and it, it ended in the conversation I, th- I think some people in the room didn't think i was christian anymore. <laughs> code, code red code red abort mission abort yeah i remember but, at but some point i remember at some point in the conversation somebody yelling we get it you're more liberal than us <laughs> so 
so he didn't yell. <laughs> and, and that was actually in the earlier conversation. Oh, okay. Because, like, I was like, I appreciate learning. He was like, yeah, I get it. You probably disagree. Like, we know you're liberal than us, more liberal than us. And I was like, yeah, I am. But, like. <laughs> so funny. Um, nobody yelled that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Pretty we loud. Wa- it was we- dad's voice. Dad's just naturally a loud person. I guess I No, thought- it was Pappy that said it. Oh, was it Pappy? It was Pappy first. Dang. Yeah. Um, it was it was an interesting conversation. Wild. Um, <laughs> the the beginning conversation was very good. Uh, it got to a more difficult place, of which I still think I navigated very well while protecting my own boundaries. Um, because then it got to a point of like, now you're questioning salvation and me. That is a boundary that I am yeah. not comfortable with you crossing. You do not get to speak into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I re- that's the part I yeah. remember where it was like, yeah. So I shut that shit down immediately. Yeah. Um, I think, that, and we didn't come back to that line. Yeah. Well, I think that's another great point. You know, we've talked a lot about in these respectful conversation series about boundaries. I think that's so important. Every person is an autonomous individual that's made in the image and likeness of God. They should be able to dictate where the boundaries are that someone cannot cross into their own life. Yeah. Like that, that's just common decency for mutual human beings. Yeah. I think being able to set boundaries and set expectations, right? Like this is a conversation that I do not expect to go bad. It might have the potential to, but my expectation is for this conversation to go well and we both walk away still being friends, family, loving each other. Yeah. And everything be okay. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, <clears throat> on that, I have a story where <clears throat> something had the potential to go very bad and it went quite well. Uh, yesterday, we celebrated my dad's 20 or 50th birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost said 25 because, like, because his birthday is on July 25th and yeah. today's the 25th is his birthday. Yeah. No, dad turned 50 yesterday. Yeah. Or turned 50 today. We celebrated it yesterday. Congrats. He talks and about it as being halfway to old. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he's halfway to old. Old is 100. He's halfway there. He's halfway to old. Um, <clears throat> so I guess technically in that logic, most people die before they get old. So that's beautiful. Good yeah. job, dad. <clears throat> so I smoke cannabis like, Oh A lot Yeah this um, conversation And And I'm like I don't know I'm a purist And so like I just like flour And I roll I hand roll I just roll it up in paper And that's how I smoke Like I'm just I'm very simple And So My grandparents were here yesterday to celebrate my dad's 50th birthday. I was like, hey, I think it might, I think a joint might be nice right now. And so I grabbed my tray, my grinder, my flour, and walked in onto my back porch where we, I always do. We sat out there while, while he rolled. And I started to roll up a joint. I was grinding flour and started to roll. And my grandparents walked out. My very, very conservative Republican grandparents. <laughs> Also, white evangelical Christian grandparents. <laughs> they walked out to their to their pastor grandson, hand rolling a joint. <laughs> it 
It's so funny. It's quite a funny story. It's so funny. And my grandmother walked out first. And I just knew uh, it was like, it was the quintessential, like, oh shit moment. <laughs> like, I didn't really care if she saw it, but I definitely didn't want her to come out there and try to have a conversation with me about it. And so <clears throat> she walked out. And um, earlier, we had been talking about pain. Mm. And like, because body pain, yeah. Yeah, we have been talking about pain and mm. body aches and stuff. Because, like, my dad has like real bad body pain. My grandmother has real bad body pain. I have Ehlers Danlos syndrome, which is like a joint issue. And so I have a lot of body pain. There's just a lot of pain around our family. We also, my dad was a semi pro kickboxer and uh, a bull rider for several years. I did MA and bull riding and football and. Yeah, there's just lots of pain in our family. There's a lot of miles on these wheels, okay? Um, and so <clears throat> she came outside, and she tried to continue having the conversation about pain, and then she saw what was on my lap. And I was like, well, this is how I deal with pain. And so we started having this conversation about cannabis, and I was explaining to her because when my grandfather walked out, she called it marijuana. She called it marijuana. And I was like, it's not. It is not marijuana. Marijuana is illegal according to the Schedule One Substance uh, Act. So, no, it is not marijuana. It is cannabis, commonly called hemp, um, and it is legal. 2018 Farm Bill and Texas House Bill 1325. And so I start trying to have this conversation to her. And when you start quoting legal codes to people, Mm. They get off their bullshit real fast. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about having respectful conversations. A precursor to having respectful conversations is being up on your research. All right. That's like point number one. Maybe don't speak on crap you're not knowledgeable about. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole approaching every conversation with an opportunity to learn. Yeah. So, so I started explaining to him cannabis and the benefits of cannabis and all the ways that I think about it. And she's like, but you smoke it. That's unhealthy. And I was like, I know, but that's my choice. You know, like my body, my choice. Like if I want to do it. Yeah. Um, and so we started having this conversation and then that was yesterday and it was a very respectful conversation. And it I was, was like, it was eh. a great conversation. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Okay. We had that conversation. They know I smoke flour now. It'll probably be all right. Um, I get a phone call from my grandfather this morning. He's asking me laws about growing it and getting licenses. And my grandmother's asking me about taking it. Um, respectful conversations are not just this like fantasy dream. Mm -hmm. They can also be productive conversations that move the needle. Absolutely. My grandmother is now going to try cannabis, which may get her like, moving to a side where she's not uh, like in prohibition mode anymore, mm -hmm. which could be good for a whole lot of people, which could be very good for racial equality. Mm -hmm. um, so like respectful conversations, that's the other thing I want to say is they can be a good thing even in the family. You know, everybody dreads going to family Thanksgiving or family Christmas. because like Because Uncle Joe might make a racist like, comment. Might say the N-word at the yeah. table. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're never going to be able to get over Uncle Billy being a drunk idiot. Like, that's not going to solve itself. But, yeah, there's ways to have these respectful conversations, and they can go well. They can. And then it, they can go... Horribly wrong. So... 
the point also that we haven't really talked about is knowing when to end the conversation. <clears throat> I think, yeah. So that's a great point. Yeah. I thought we had talked about it, uh, but we clearly had not. It's the boundaries. At whatever point your boundaries have been broken, the mm. conversation needs to end. I will also say, if at any point you have broken someone else's boundaries, yeah. the conversation needs to end. Yeah. I understand that in these conversations, sometimes you can get heated, but if someone has declared a boundary to you, and then you've broken it a second time, the conversation needs to end. You are not being respectful anymore. And in yeah. the same way, if you've declared a boundary and someone continues to try to penetrate that boundary, mm -hmm. the conversation needs to end. I think there is also an element here that is like, if you realize the conversation is going in circles, if you realize that like you are asking the same questions in different ways, trying to yeah. to snuff or trying to pull something out that you that is clearly not there in this person or vice versa or however this is working if the conversation is going in circles it is no longer beneficial and it just gets frustrating for everyone yeah that's another very good point that's a very good point it is definitely an art not a science you got to be able to read the room you got to you got to know what's up yeah you can approach a conversation and have a very respectful conversation but it becomes disrespectful when you start wasting people's time. <clears throat> yeah, okay. This is a very great point is in these conversations, respecting people's time. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other point. You're at family gathering, which most people don't get a lot of. Yeah. It's like you do want to be respectful of the limited time that you all have together. And do you want to waste it all on this conversation? I have been guilty of this with Jared. He will tell you this story. I have been guilty of this. Um, and it just made us both frustrated. We walked away from the conversation fine. We put a bow on it. It was all good. Yeah. But yeah, it just became very frustrating. Yeah. And doing that at a family function when probably people are staying together and like, this is like really crowded, cluttered event. Tensions are already high because it's loud and there's yeah. a lot going on. Adding this tension of going around in circles doesn't, it actually just irritates the entire room. Yeah, for sure. Um, so knowing when to cut that off based on all of the social cues. Also, if other people in the room ask you to stop, you either move the conversation or you stop. Yeah. If this conversation is upsetting other people around you, no, nah, cut it off. You are now disrupting the community with your, with your conversation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. If it's interrupting. Now, I also yeah. want, I do want to point out, because there are lots of times, in the same way that you want to be respectful of people's time, mm. you don't get time with a lot of these people. That's also true. And so if there are moments where you really feel like there needs to be a conversation had. You move it. Okay, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Because there are some times where I feel like that happens in yeah. our family unit, and I get real angry. When people do that, because I'm like, hey, you're also intruding on a boundary. Mm. Like, and so <clears throat> everyone has to be able to be respectful. But if you are having a conversation in a way that is raising the anxieties of other people, um, number one, maybe it should have been shut down a while ago. Yeah. 
Um, but second of all, you can move that conversation if the people involved want to continue having it. Yeah. <clears throat> but you do need to be considerate of or respectful of the venue in which you're having it as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a lot of info about how we think you should navigate family units. I think every family unit is different and complex yeah. enough that it's... Yeah. So that's the other thing. We did not talk at all about family systems theory, um, which if you don't know about, would be very helpful for you in order to have these conversations, knowing how people function in the family unit. But because of that, every function families function every family functions a little differently. And so you have to understand that, right? You have to move along with um, what it what it looks like for you to have respectful conversations. And honestly, what that probably means is you being self-aware and healthy enough to know what your boundaries are and respecting those for the person you're having the conversation with. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.